Flip. In the backfield, nothing doing. David Moore is shut down immediately. They do bring the extra man this time on third and 13. Wilson will take a deep shot. Metcalf is there and he's got it. Fake toward. Wentz throwing and it is caught for the touchdown. Dallas Goddard. For the Eagles score. The tough play on Shaq Griffin. You see he's trying to sit inside. Dallas Goddard sells the out route, sells the stick. Kind of gets him squared up, head up. Carson Wentz just puts it right on him. Dallas Goddard has been efficient down the red area now. Coming into this game, he has... ...stages fourth quarter. Wilson puts some air underneath it. Right to Metcalf. Lines up in the slot and runs what they call the slot fade. And Darius Slade plays this perfect. And DK just muscles the ball away from him. There's nothing you can do with that. I mean, Darius Slade plays that textbook. Doesn't look back, plays the eyes and hands, has his ball. And the Eagles lose. Uh, all about the Birds post game show. We are here. Made it look closer than it really was. 23-17, the Eagles lose. Spawn a 3-7 and 1. So they are in third place. And it just was, you know, all around. The defense played the defense played their heart out. You could see the defense held them in the, in this game, but the offense just the same thing time and time again. And I know I listened to you, Phil and Chip, uh, you, you and Chip in the post in the pre um, halftime show, and it was just it, I don't know what to say about it really. And you and you you made a point about you know is is it Doug Peters saying f it, I'm, I'm gone anyway, or like. It made no sense to me. And, you know, Carson didn't have a good game. You know, DK Metcalf, Metcalf went off. But a couple a couple, you know, catches were pretty uh, pretty miraculous catches he made. But just – Yeah, all Darius Slade did not have his worst game. We can get into that in a second. But, uh, you know, I, I, one of the last tweets I made today was – one of the last tweets in the game that I made. And, you know, I hate being negative and everything. And I don't want to be negative. But one of the last tweets I made – was that on that interception by Carson Wentz, how deflating. And, you know, because the team played with some energy, some fire tonight, you know, the defense played well, but yet you still have the same issues plaguing this team. Yeah. Week 11, bad play calling, bad play from your quarterback, bad offensive line, your defense, you know, played well. But still no adjustments to help Darius Slay cover DK Metcalf. You know, it's literally still you just look at Je Jeffrey Lurie's face in the you know owner's box up there, and he's just watching the game like you can just imagine what he was mumbling. I, I don't want to know, you know, because honestly, I don't have the confidence that he was mumbling to his to his lady. I'm getting I'm, like bleep this. I'm I'm firing everybody tomorrow. That's what we want to hear him say. But my guess is that's not what he was saying. One of and, my favorite things was. Watching uh, how you see Harry Roseman put his binoculars in his in his yeah. book bag there, you know, in his backpack. But no, yeah. it's just fire them all tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I said. Off with the head, you know. Psh, done. Ta start at the top. Work your way down. You know, Something Brandon, I appreciate happen. your comment, but I can't put that up there. Yeah. But yeah, I feel the same way. Something's got to happen. Something has to happen. You can't just um, let it go and let it go. But see, that's it exactly. wasn't bad enough for them tonight to do that you know it, it, it just wasn't it just wasn't bad enough and that's that's a, 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 you know un, unfortunate 
It, it, you, you say a higher pick is more important in the draft than a win. You know, bonus would be Doug and Howie. But what's that draft pick? I, I brought it up on uh, Chip's pregame show. Lewis, you know, we've got the draft picks. we got the compensatory picks. Do you really want Howie being in charge of one of the most crucial off-seasons this team has had setting up this team for the future? We need, you know, six, seven, eight impact players right now. Yeah. The, the draft pick means nothing if they don't cut it off from the top. You know, and what happened is, with Wentz playing or Hurts playing more? You know, what do you see? Three snaps, two actual plays. But the other thing is, you know, you know, what made it worse, I think, was Lewis Riddick was really breaking it down. He was yeah. really going after saying, you have man-to-man over here. You have this guy over here. You have the tight end running straight route right across the middle. Yeah. Throw it this way. Throw it that. And it just – I feel like that kind of made it a little bit – I don't know if it made it worse. But I, I don't think it was just calling out routes. Lewis Riddick called out Howie Roseman for oh, the draft yeah. pick. Lewis Riddick called out Doug Peterson for the play calling. Lewis Riddick called out Carson Wentz for overthrowing people. Lewis yeah. Riddick called out the entire it you know, you sometimes you see these announcers. I always talk about Dan Orlowski and how he's interviewing for a job sometimes, and other guys doing the same thing. Lewis Riddick wasn't just interviewing for the GM role if it becomes available to the Eagles. Lewis Riddick was straight embarrassing the Eagles organization tonight. Not the team, the organization. And yeah, he was doing that, especially when he said it was was, was actually refreshing because a lot of announcers, you know, remember John Gruden on Monday Night Football. John Gruden, you know, was, "Ah, I love this guy. Ah, I love this guy. No, Lewis Riddick was saying it the way it was. No, I, I disagree with you. I think Laurie does trust. Laurie and Howie Roseman are tight. That's why the last three regimes, counting this as a regime, there was one common denominator when they all failed, and it was Howie Roseman was part of the team. So how many yeah. times? Three strikes, he's got to be gone. I just don't know if it's going to happen. But the, but the other thing that Lewis Riddick brought up, which was, you know, you really really makes you think is since 2013, he's drafted one Pro Bowler, and it was Wentz. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that stat all over today, all over this week. It's it's twenty fourteen. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's an awful stat, obviously. But you know, and you're gonna miss on, you're gonna miss on draft picks, but you're gonna make on some fire Doug, fire Doug. I mean, I I hope that was a misprint, and I I'm not missing something here already in the you know in the post game things. You know, it it was just straight. You know, new GM and a top ten pick. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, straight straight trash. You know, what I mean, straight trash. You know. You know, I'm just I'm just trying to go through some of my tweets from the night that I made, you know, because there was a lot of interaction today and, you know, or tonight. And, you know, I, I don't really know what would put the finger if you could only pick one thing to blame because there's not one thing to blame. It's just the, the other thing that was really that really, you know, made me watch it. And my attention was in the, early in the game. Lewis Riddick talked about the receivers not being able to get off coverage. I focused on that by watching what Seattle's defense was doing to the Eagles' offense and to their the receivers. They were playing real up uptight coverage, and the receivers can't they couldn't get off it at all. Which the thing is, if that's if that's the case, and they're doing a lot of man coverage real tight up against the line of scrimmage, why wouldn't the offense do a little bit different? You know, motion this guy, have a couple a bunch formations, all these kind of nothing. You saw it maybe once or twice, but you don't see that. And then maybe at the end of the game is when they start going to like full gum. They start doing this. They keep trying to force the ball to Alshon Jeffrey, which obviously they didn't. Go, they, didn't they didn't go to you know Travis Fulgham till the second half, till the third yeah. quarter, or for, late in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter. We got Blaine Carson. We got Slay. Slay is not trash. I mean, 
DK Metcalf is the best wide receiver right now in football, or at least is playing like the best wide receiver in football. You got to blame Jim Schwartz not making the adjustments there. You know, I just, I just got to address some of the comments there, you know. Well, yeah, you know, it's you, you can't say Slay is DK Metcalf is unbelievable. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so a couple of those catches were crazy. The one, basically it was two really huge catches. He had a couple in the middle there, but, you know, the, the, the defense isn't the issue here. The offense is what the, the, the big problem. Those two huge stops are supposed to be momentum turners that they had, and it, you got nothing. And even on the first drive, um, he was at it, or the one drive they had, it was first and five, and they passed the ball three times and they go three and out. Right there, it just shows you, and we've talked about it. And this is a great comment. I think he might be the same person. We, we, we talked about this at the halftime show or the pregame show. The complete team is, isn't complete trash. There are no. pieces and elements here. Not a lot of elements, but there are elements that you could build around on this team. Carson Wentz obviously being one of them because he is not – I know everybody, I know Politero wants to say it all the time, blame Carson, Carson's trash, whatever. Carson is not going anyway. Carson will be our starting quarterback at his price tag next year. No doubt about it. Yeah. So you need to bring in a new GM right now that – can you know, utilize some form of knowledge of some kind to bring proper weapons and fill this team out? And everyone was going to say Howie Roseman and the cap. And I know I said that before, but there's 400 Harvard graduates right now graduating from their business school that can manage the cap just like Howie Roseman. You don't even have to worry about making the plays. You bring in Lewis Riddick, and we're all going to talk about Lewis Riddick because he was on the game tonight, and we all love listening to him on Monday Night Football this year. But there's plenty of other GMs out there that could do a better job than what Howie Roseman is doing. Yeah, and that's we got, we, we got comments on Jake Elliott. Yes, you know we can't cut him either because next year we take a two and a half million dollar cap hit if we cut him next year, not now, next year. So we're not cutting him either. You know, and the thing is, the, the, the big thing that I saw, I saw another thing was I think Jimmy, I think it was Jimmy Kemsky posted about it was an article about how they kicked the can down the road. Well, after contracts are voided they still have to pay i think there was like eight or nine guys they still pay in millions of dollars even when their contracts are over which is why they're under the cap why they were under the cap and they're able to do what they were doing but it, it catches up to you especially if you cannot draft and you have the same issues of not being able to get this talent and to be able to develop them you've talked about it you're putting a, yeah. a i want to just another comment by anna marie you know i don't think it was a team effort on a team fail tonight I think the team was somewhat motivated to play on Monday night football tonight. You know, the defense came out. There was just not a good enough game plan to stop DK Metcalf. Russell Wilson, let me bring up his box score, 22 of 31, 230 yards, one touchdown. Okay. Out of those 230 yards, 177 went to DK Metcalf. We shut everybody else down. Even they the had run game. 2.5 yard average carry. They had 30 rushes for 76 yards. That's a 2.5-yard average, okay? So the defense came to play. You know, Carson Wentz played with an energy tonight after the first couple of drives. We haven't seen much this year, you know? 14 rushes on offense to 46 passes. And, I, you know, I know some of that's garbage time and stuff like yeah, that. Some of that so Dallas Goddard was making catches. You know, we were there. It's the game plan. It wasn't a team fail. It was a coaching staff fail. It was a GM fail. It was an ownership fail for letting these rumors get out into the media this week, which definitely – you watch those first two or three drives. Carson Wentz was so jittery back there. Some were on drops. Some were bad passes.
But, I mean, he looked scared as can be to throw, to drop back, to do anything. And you have on the opening drive, first play, offsides. So you're first and five on the first official play, yeah. and you pass the ball. Second and five, pass the ball. Third and five, pass the ball. Where's the run? Settle your quarterback down. So that's where exactly it's not a what I said. fail, Anna Maria. It's a coaching staff front office ownership fail, in my opinion. And the, and, and the thing was, like, I saw that and I said right away, why aren't you running the ball? It's first and five. Even if you get two, three yards. Yeah, Chip, Doug's ass Madden button was broken. I like that. Yeah, and the um, defense, considering, was pretty unbelievable tonight. You know, the names. Let's let's run down some of these names we've bashed all year. Rodney McLeod, big game tonight. Avanti Maddox shut Tyler Lockett down tonight. Jalen uh, Miller had a couple tackles. The, for linebackers, played, the linebackers played well. J- Javon Hargrave was in the backfield multiple times. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. They all played solid games. Dirk Barnett, you know, was lighting it up tonight. So, you know, that's something. Tell me this. Isn't it? I don't know if this is true, but sure. Can you get him the – I I put the jersey away. I took it off already. (laughs) I just bought a Goddard jersey. You 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 want to get him signed for me here? But um, Alex Singleton makes play after play and finds the ball. It's, It's unbelievable. How he got looked over for Nate Gary this whole season. Nate Gary goes out, and Alex Singleton is making so many plays, and it's just it it really like the defense showed up, and it's just it's so frustrating how the game plan, how the offense looked out there, and it's yes, just I agree. And and the other thing is another thing like early in the game, you know, so uh, Andy said that uh, you know the defense had Slay's back when he was getting in some you know fisticuffs there, you know, early in the game, and that showed some energy. But yet there's other times where the team has, like, no energy whatsoever. You got the, the opposing defense, you know, on that interception, doing the little fly, Eagles fly on the Eagles thing. Yeah. Nothing's done about it. You know, you t- they take cheap shots at, uh, you know, Carson Wentz. Nobody picks up Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has got to get himself off the mat. You know, this team, you know, came out on fire as a team but got deflated a lot sooner than we all got deflated. And the, the, the other question I have for you, you know, everyone complains about – the weapons and the wide receivers and the coaching and all that, but they've had, I think like three or four wide receiver coaches. So, you know, you can't always blame the coach, the coach, the coach, the coach. Eventually it's the talent that you're, that you're putting out on that field and the type of people. But yeah. It's an organizational fail. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty much outside of the, the COVID joke. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty, pretty much sums up everything we've got to talk about in this post game show. Our game plan sucks. Obviously it's, it's, it, it was atrocious tonight. You know, Doug Howie needs to sell their armies and prayer to get shipped out of town. Yeah. I mean, Deuce, I know everybody loves Deuce. Yeah. I don't know. And, and I love Deuce too. I mean, he's, he's a part of our history here, but honestly, is anybody else trying to get interviews with Deuce Daly? No. So I, I don't think Deuce solves any problems. Um, even the play calling, they say Brad checking it. It's over. It, it was over weeks ago, honestly. You know, we're we're doing this because we kind of have to. This is our thing here. But, you know, if I didn't have a podcast, I bet you I'd turn that game off in the third quarter and go to bed. I got an early morning at the shop tomorrow. I'd probably go to bed. But but we got to stay on. Yeah, defense was respectable. Yes, Brad was interim. Yeah. I know you're saying interim, but a lot of people think he's the answer to Staley to the play calling, to the coaching, everything, that if you chop the head off and you clean house, that he gets to stay. He doesn't necessarily get to stay, in my opinion. You you need a clean, complete house cleaning here. So, yeah, you need you need to do a lot. And the thing is, yeah, they they held it, you know, somewhat close at the end there uh, with scoring that last touchdown. But 
you're still going to see cracks starting to open and there's still going to be more leaks coming out. Oh. When you keep losing like this, it's... It, and just wait. And, and, you know, we all want somebody to be fired. One person gets fired. Say say Jim Schwartz takes the, the first firing, which he actually had a respectable, outside of DK Metcalf, was respectable. Like, Jim Schwartz gets fired, then you're going to hear some rumblings from the defensive players that they, they don't like taking the blame for the offensive problems. Or, you know, if, if Doug gets fired and Carson all, all of a sudden starts doing certain things different, there's going to be more and more upheaval. So that's why you just clean house. Well, the, the thing is, like, the last couple of weeks, like, they gave up 301 yards to Seattle's offense. Um, that's respectable. Has played, yeah, the defense has played pretty respectable the last couple of weeks. 22 points to the Browns. You know, yeah, the 27 to the Giants, you know, all that. But, you know, the defense has played somewhat respectable the last few games. The offense just cannot get it going. And once again – they don't score. They haven't scored thirty points at all this whole entire season, and it, yeah. it's just it, it gets to a point where we're repeating ourselves. And it's we are like, and, and the thing the, is, what are, the pregame shows, the postgame shows, the halftime shows? It's a broken record, it is, and, it, and we're nobodies. You know, I've been told we're nobodies, and if nobody oh, can see it, I've taken two shots tonight. One on the halftime show and one now. I love it. I'm just having fun, everybody. I, I got to have fun with something if the Eagles are going to be so bad. But we're nobodies. And if us nobodies can see the problems, why can't the professionals that get paid millions of dollars see these? You know, up-tempo has been what we've been clamoring for nonstop. Let Carson run the up-tempo. They ran it three straight drives, and they had three positive drives out of it. You know, it doesn't make sense. Even even like try some naked bootlegs and stuff like that. Like the whole there, there was a play where he rolled out on a bootleg in yeah. the second half, and he had a big pass. Uh, was it to, to Perkins or to or Rogers or uh, was it, it Rogers or or, or, or Goddard that called it? I don't know, but he was looking downfield. He it wasn't open downfield, so he got a first down on another pass. But you know, yeah. the, the, I mean, the offensive line played poorly tonight. Another what, six seven sacks today for Seattle. I mean, they did not play well. job. Jordan Mailata played one of his worst games as a starter this year, especially in the pass block. I know I got said when I when when I when I tweeted out that 700 guys ran past Jordan Mailata on that sack. Someone's like, "Well, Boston Scott missed a block." It was a mystery. Literally six guys running in there. Boston Scott blocking one of them doesn't solve that problem there. Yeah, so with Jordan that Mailata, Isaac Sayamalu did not look good on the left side in pass protection tonight. But again. 11, 11 games, 10 different offensive lines. You're going to have continuity issues there. And, and, and on that play, Boston Scott was, because Lewis Riddick pointed out, supposed to go to, because it was a screen play, yep. to that left side, and he went the other way, and it's just the whole, and then, yeah, it just, then Carson rolled out, just try to figure something out real quick. But, you know, it's just. We'll, we'll, we'll get onto the, the, the coaching search things in future weeks, and I don't want to dive too far into that right now because, again, we're not even sold or 100% sure that they are going to fire him. We, we think they should, but will they? We don't know. Yeah. yeah 2017, this, this is another good one. Got cute with Carson. Yeah, it's, it's been a problem. You know, Howie's made some good good moves. He, he, he sold his soul to the devil in 2017 to get that Super Bowl. You know, the Chris Long signings and stuff like that, you know, that, that was all – he 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 blew his hole. He he took every shot he had and, and nailed at that time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he's failed ever since then. I feel like we've missed other questions, but you know, no. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where the team goes from here I, until we see if there's firings or you know forced changes in personnel or play calling and stuff. There's really nothing that we could say 
that, you know, <laughs> hasn't been said. And until we see some change from the team, I don't think, you, you know. You really think that they're – the thing is, you really even think they're going to win another game the rest of the year? Not the way they look. I said that two weeks ago that I didn't think they were going to win another game this year. And, it, it, you know, you have two first-place teams. You know, you have to go to Green Bay and you have New Orleans. You know, those two teams are, are playing pretty well right now. They're kind of – Kind of hitting their strides, both of them have been yeah. playing pretty well. Even even the Northern Saints with Taysom Hill, they found a way to you know use him in the offense. So the problem is, you have those two teams coming up, plus your two two division games, which the division seems to be starting to play. Now the Giants are in first place right now, um, but a team like Washington's playing very well. So you know this whole thing where oh they still can win the division, I feel like that talk kind of I understand it's true. But you you can't be thinking about that whatsoever. But a team like Washington, I don't know. I'm just I'm just at the point where it's 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 literally Groundhog Day every time they play. It is Groundhog Day is an excellent analogy for what this season is at this point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Chip brought it up, and and we've 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 all talked about it. The fact that you're hearing from Jeffrey Lurie midseason, who never says a peep midseason. He does a State of the Union team before the season and a post-interview after the season, and that's it. You know he's getting frustrated. I just don't have the confidence. He's never cut ties with a coach this early in the season. He barely – how many GMs have we had? You know, we've had Joe Banner and and Howie Roseman the last 20-some years, and that's it. Andy Reid sprinkled in there as like – Yeah, Andy Reid sprinkled in for a season or two. Chip Kelly sprinkled in for one season. But there were still – when those coaches had personnel decisions, we still had a GM. They were just, you know, m- managing the money and what and whatnot and stuff like that. Yeah, we 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 not we're, we're not going to win another game. We've we've said that. Yeah, Russell Wilson and DK. Yeah, yeah, they're both passed over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there yeah. You go, the Vinny yeah I don't want to see anymore. You know, I'm I'm over talking about that. I was I was over the talking about the DK Metcalf J. Yeah, Ortega Whiteside, you know, we skipped over kind of thing. But then a night like tonight comes up and it's kind of slapped right back in your face that, yeah, you, you can't get over it very easily. It's, it's the, the problem is you can go on Sunday and you see all these players that the Eagles could have went for and they could have had a Terry McLaurin, Justin Jeff- Jefferson. There's guys out there, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs and guys that they were inquiring about and never did. And you see all these players – and it's just it, it is frustrating, but you honestly, but, but again, on. and I, I, you want to talk about the free agents or the trades we could have made and take uh, you know DK Metcalf out of the equation is Car- Doug Peterson's play calling good? Even if you had Stefan Diggs right now, yeah. is he, he going to do anything? I mean, he's better than Jalen Rager per se, but he's going to be running the same routes as Jalen Rager. He might get a little bit of separation, but if Carson's confidence is shattered or if the O line can't block for Carson, he's still not going. He's not going to be putting up that much numbers. So, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best wide receivers in football, may be the best wide receiver in football. And what's what's he going to do? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the other thing is, you know, right now the Eagles have a sixth pick. So a positive is on Friday, I at least can talk about the Eagles. They won't I don't know. We got we got to talk about next week's game on Wednesday night. You know, if if there's no firing, if there's no, you know. Definitive sure thing, be- Doug Peterson has to give up play calling or Jalen Hurts is starting. 
you know, what do we really have to talk about on Wednesday other than more keys to them losing the game? Yeah. You, they need, you need to do something. I don't like, I don't care if you don't, you know, you're not winning the division because you're three, seven and one. If this was any other year and the first place teams weren't very good, you would be already packing it in and probably looking at Jalen Hurts for a game or two or doing, you know, for a half. You might might even be looking at uh, Nate Sudfeld for a game or two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's the obvious picks in the obvious. It's, it's the, I am smarter than you mentality of, of Howie Roseman. That is driving me insane. That's, but, but that's a hundred percent. Our first show that we did for all about the birds was talking about the draft. Mm -hmm. And you know, you have picks in a second round, a quarterback, when you had a safety, a corner positions of need, Mm -hmm. even a wide receiver also. And then your third round pick, you pick a linebacker that's not even ready to step on the field and is so raw of a prospect. It, it just really makes you – the whole smarter, I'm smarter than everybody else. I, and I'm gonna, I, I, I hate this argument. Sorry to cut you off. You know, Jones, Douglas, and Darby have not played well this year. It's just the guys we've replaced them with, uh, R- R- Nicole Roby Coleman, Avanti Maddox, Craig Cravion LeBlanc, have played even worse. Darby Each looked one awesome. of those guys have gotten beat multiple times this year, multiple games of – 100-yard receivers. It's the fact that Jim Schwartz wants X type of player. Howie Roseman gives them Y player. They don't adjust either side. He doesn't adjust the players he's getting. And, no, they have not played well. They've had a bunch of games that they've played really poorly. Um, actually, uh, quite a few that they've played really poorly. Ronald Jones is probably the one that's played the best, surprisingly, of the three. But Sidney Jones has not played well. He's given up 100 yards multiple times this year. He's gotten burned for 50, 80-yard touchdowns. Rasul Douglas, the same same exact thing. If, if you really see it, everybody talks about the two or three games when they had all these shutdown games and stuff like that, but they're they're missing the rest of the games and all. So, no, yeah. Rasul Douglas had, that, yeah. had off and on games where he looked oh, pretty good and then he looked awful and then he looked okay and then he looked awful. So he's had games that – you know, he didn't look the best. And the thing is, they're not going to, they weren't using him. His, the scheme didn't fit Rasul Douglas. It didn't fit, you know, Ronald Darby had a bad The guys we have now. Yeah. So we have four slot cornerbacks playing outside. Exactly. So I, it's, it's, it's understandable. Yeah. Coaching is part of a problem. But the other issue is picking the players as well. Exactly. The, the coaching just, they're just not, I don't, I, Maybe they're just too much of a player's type of coach and they're just not hard enough. I don't know. The thing is, it's – yeah, but the, Brandon Graham has been – Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's fixed that problem. Yeah, but – But, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. That was a big – you know, so, I mean, Brandon Graham salvaged his career. Is Artega Whiteside going to salvage his career? Yeah, no. Yeah, with, an, with another team maybe. Yeah, maybe. Doubtful. He'll be, he'll be a fourth receiver for somebody else. Hmm. And they can't run routes. They can't get separation. And and Lewis Riddick brought that up, even through Jalen Rager, who's a rookie, who's been injured, hasn't had a lot of time under the bus. To, he doesn't get any separation. So it's route running and separation. Because if you're not fast enough to outrun the guy, not strong enough to get off that you know jam, which is something that the Eagles cornerbacks don't do is jam the receivers, then you're not going to get to run your route. They're going to get you off your route, and you're not going to get any separation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean – yeah, I mean, Chip says that on his shows that he's a, a coach of some kind for for his school where he teaches, and he says their playbook is exactly the same as the Eagles, and they run it better with middle schoolers. 
You know, it, it, it's it's pathetic. You know, it's the it, it's the predict the predictable offense. It's all it is. It's the vanilla. It, it's offense. predictable. It's vanilla. It's Groundhog Day. It's all the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and it's just not working. There's no creativity, and we watch games on Sunday, watching all these teams, and even on Thanksgiving, watching these teams run these offenses, and thinking that's interesting. Oh, that's creative, and knowing your team just isn't going to run anything like that or even be able to run anything like that is very frustrating as a fan to watch. It is. So, yeah. Well, we'll be back Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll play the commercial before we go off the air for the rest of the shows that everybody's just dying to see. Yeah. But I think I think we're going to wrap it up there. You know, short little 30 minutes. I, I can't go on for another 30 minutes yeah. at midnight here talking about – It's the same thing. Uh, about. Yeah. So, it, you know – so we thank everybody for tuning in as always. We appreciate it. You know, yeah, we appreciate it. You know, we had a lot of great comments, a lot of viewership tonight. Much appreciate it. You know, what are we now? We're through week week eleven now. There are eleven week games, 12. twelve weeks. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't be at this point without everybody watching. So we appreciate it. Um, yeah, like he said, we'll be live Wednesday night, nine fifteen, breaking down the game next week, breaking down anything that happens. You know, tonight, tomorrow morning, something big may happen, and we'll have a lot to talk about if that does. I doubt it does. Um, any final comments coming in as we go? See you guys on Wednesday. Yes, thank you as always, Adam, yeah, for checking in. You. Yeah, nothing to talk about. There, 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 there isn't nothing new to talk about because it's the same thing. So, yeah, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. We're going to roll with a little commercial promoting all the shows coming up this week, which we got a lot of shows on the network this week and in the next seven days. And uh, I'm going to say go birds, Johnny. You know, Can go you birds. even say go birds? You have to say go birds, right? Go birds. No matter what. Go Birds.